Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown. Ambition, 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 ambition. What's up, y'all? I'm Mandy in the studio alone, but not for long. I'm joined by a fantastic guest today, Jamila Soufrant, friend of the show. She's been on a couple of times, but never since launching her very first book, which comes out this week. We're going to get into that episode, but I thought I would just take a moment and check in, see how y'all are doing. We got some really great, just so sweet, so heartfelt DMs and email um, after the last show where we were sort of sharing about the holiday season and how it can start to feel, you know, like you're sort of getting worn down by it rather than enjoying it. I actually took my four-year-old and my baby, but you know, he slept through most of it, took my four-year-old on a road trip to Kingston, New York, which is about, I don't know, 90 90 minutes or so away from where I live. And we went on the Polar Express train, which is very, yeah. So if you see the Polar Express ads online and they target you moms and dads, listen, it's cute, it is. But I had to like really sit with myself in my own brain and be like, be in the moment and look at this through your son's perspective. Because I'm like, this hot chocolate and cookies are giving me are pretty whack. And these cookies, is this like the cookie monster recipe? Because this tastes like cardboard. But if I I had to sort of like slow down, be like, you're here. It was so much work. It's hard enough getting the kids in the car to go to the grocery store, let alone for a 90 minute road trip. So I had to just be like, hey, feel his magic. Like, look at him. He's feeling magic. He was so excited. He got to meet Santa. He talked to one of Santa's elves, you know, (laughs) and the train conductor who between you and me looked to be about 14 years old and had braces and acne. So, you know, he wasn't taking us anywhere, but the conductor came by and punched Rio's golden ticket. And it was just a lesson in, um, you know, just being mindful and being in the moment. And I really, really, um, yeah, I won't forget that trip in a long time and I'm glad that we did it. But even though it was the stress of making it happen and making those magic moments happen, just give yourselves time to sort of reflect and say, okay, through their eyes, that was the point. The point was to put that smile on their face and be happy. And now the point is for you to be kind to yourself and say, I did that thing. And that thing is enough and it's okay. So my heart just goes out to anyone out there who's making those magic moments happen. Um, Yeah, just be sure to sit with it and to um, be kind to yourself and take that hot bath, book that massage, whatever you need to do to feel better. Um, A couple of reminders, but I feel like I'm like a teacher now. But I want to remind y'all Tiffany's book 
because I am her unpaid publicist. Her book is out. The workbook to accompany Get Good With Money. You can go to madewholeworkbook.com to get your book. And just a little early holiday gift from me, your favorite career coach. I made all 25 of my Nail Your Negotiation scripts that you used to have to pay for. I made them entirely free entirely free. Okay. There's no excuse to not ask for what you're worth. It's holiday review time. It's annual review season, all the things it's ask for what you're worth season all the time. So go to mandymoney.com to get your free now free. Yes. All of them for free 25 negotiation scripts on everything on how to ask for a raise, how to ask for stock, how to ask for a signing bonus, what to do if they say no, Mm-hmm. What to do if they say yes, how to counter all of the goodies. Go check it out. It's yours for free, mandymoney.com. And I hope that you use them and they work out incredible for you. Please send us your DMs. Your messages mean so much. And while you're at it, don't forget to review the show and drop us a five-star review. If you're so inclined, if you like us, you know, on iTunes, wait, they don't call it iTunes anymore. Apple podcast. That would be amazing. And from BA fam to y'all happy holidays. Now, without further ado, I'm going to get out of my own way so that y'all can be poured into by the one and only Jamila Soufran of Journey to Launch. Hey, hey, BA fam, we're back. We're black. We're brown, brown ambition. Okay, I'll do my own part. Ambition, 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 ambition. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Mandy Money, and I am here solo today, but not for long. I have a very, very spectacular guest, someone who I don't know, I feel like a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm gonna get to know her better. And now I can say that she is a friend, a peer, and I'm so, so excited to tell you guys all about her brand new book. Why did I do the Oprah voice for that? I don't know. It just happened. But before I get into that, because I've known Jamila for couple of years now, but y'all may be hearing from her um, for the first time. So let me give you a little bit of her stats, a little bit of her background. Her name is Jamila Soufrant, and she is the author of Your Journey to Financial Freedom, a step-by-step guide to achieving wealth and happiness. Emphasis on the happiness. It is debuting, what's today? Tomorrow, Tuesday. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, go and get the book. It's in stores right now. She's also the host of the Journey to Launch podcast. She's a go-to thought leader in the personal finance field, and her work has been featured everywhere, like BuzzFeed, Essence, Refinery29, Business Insider, CNBC, CBS, and this morning, Good Morning America, we can add to that list. Her podcast, Journey to Launch, has over 4 million total downloads and was named by the New York Times, no big deal as a podcast to help you get better with your money. So today I'm having Jamila on the show to talk about her book, of course. And because we get into the nitty gritty on here, we'll talk about the book journey and the business journey that she has been on and how her and her husband saved nearly 170 grand in just two years while also having three children in Brooklyn, New York. Like the math is not mathing here. I have questions. Okay. (laughs) So Jamila, without further ado, welcome to the BA Stew. It's good to have you back. Oh, Mandy. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited for you. As you can tell, because I forgot you were going to be on the show, so I texted you today as if I wasn't about to talk to you in a couple hours. 
Oh, how does it feel? Your book baby is born. Oh out my in the gosh. World. Yeah, you know, it's still surreal. I feel like it's not, but I am one of those people where it has to be happening for me to feel like it's happening. <laughs> and, it, and now it's like, mm-hmm. it is happening. So Jamila, it's happening. So it feels yeah. great. I mean, I'm. it's kind of nerve wracking because now the whole world gets to open up a very important thing that I've done and read it and have opinions about it. And hopefully it mm. will be helpful to them. But this is the first time like the general public gets to see this versus like not me or my editor or book coach who I feel like they're nice <laughs> and yeah. they're helping me, but this is going <laughs> to introduce me hopefully to a whole new audience and, you know, interested to hear the feedback of what people will start saying when they read the book. Tell me why a book in a time when I feel like, I mean, I know why I'm writing a book right now, but I want to know from you, what was it that you felt like, okay, it's time. This is the book I need to write. You know, I like to look at things um, strategically and serendipitously, meaning, you know, yes, some things you do because it makes sense, it's logical, and then some things you just cannot deny when they need to happen. Mm. And I've been approached to write a book years ago at the start of my journey, but you know, those were not in the way in which I'd want a deal. So I, I didn't have an established platform at the time. So I knew I wouldn't get the best book deal. One one mm-hmm. uh, publishing company approached me. They just wanted a name behind. They already had the concept. They just wanted me to be the author of it. And all those things, I was like, no, I'm not ready. It's not time. But I knew as I was establishing myself and growing that I wanted to do the traditional publishing route. And I wanted to do another medium. You know, I have the podcast, but not everyone listens to podcasts. And even people who do listen to mm-hmm. podcasts don't know my podcast exists. And even so, yeah. there's still so many questions well, on. do. Right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So, but I still even have podcast listeners who are like, I love this content, but, you know, I have to go to this episode and this episode. And I thought to myself, mm-hmm. you know, having another vertical and media platform adding this extension to my brand to help solidify all the information that I've spoke about in over hundreds and hundreds of episodes to put it in a book mm-hmm. in a guidebook that someone can flip through. And I can say here, here are like all the answers to all your questions um, that you have about financial independence just felt like the next thing to do. It's like, I could no longer deny that it was the right time. And that because I was going the traditional route and it would take a couple of years for it to be done, that when I signed my deal, I was still solidifying growing and mm-hmm. getting my concepts together. And so I knew by the time it came out that I'd be in a place to fully enjoy and bring this book to light in the way that it needed to be brought. Uh, ex- I feel exactly the same about um, like what you were saying about it is a two-year process. So you sort of know, okay, I can get the book deal and then I can keep growing. I can keep doing all that. But then it's like, oh crap, now I got to write a book while I'm doing all of that. So how did you, how did you manage the time? Plus you got three kids and they're not, they're not little. They're, they got lives, they got activities, you know, they want their mama. So tell me a little bit about the process and how you made it happen. So it was hard. (laughs) It's like being a parent, you know, people tell you how hard it is to be a parent. And I did a lot of research in terms of writing the book and what it looked like. I listened to people, um, podcasts that just talked about writing. And as much as someone tells you, just like being a parent, the things you can expect, you don't know until you are in the thick of it. And so 
I felt that I did need support. So one of the things that I did is that I'm not afraid to invest in myself or to invest to see the results I want. And I knew getting a book coach was going to be important and I was going to pay for that out of my own pocket. Someone who could help motivate me, help uh, in additional edits that I would need to help guide me (laughs) through the process. So that was a big help. I don't know if I would have survived without having my book coach that I hired. And then on top of that, the time frame for my book actually, I felt was shortened because I thought it was going to come out in 2024. So when I first signed my deal, it took quite a time for me to actually sign it. But I was writing, I started writing anyway. And I thought it was going to come out in 2024, which gave me more time. And then when we finally did sign the contract, they were like, yeah, we're thinking about December 2023. I'm like, what? I thought I had a couple more months. And so that put a bit of pressure on me to get things done, especially now with the kids. Like you said, my kids are nine, seven, and five. Very energetic, very rambunctious. And a lot of my writing had to take place in the summertime, which for me, I always like to say, I actually don't like working in the summer around my birthday or holidays. <laughs> so basically, there's like two months out of the oh, year that, that I like to work. <laughs> If I, if that, yeah. and so the summer was so hard <laughs> because I would want to go to the beach. I didn't want to sit and sit still to write, but I knew that I had these deadlines, and I do work pretty well with deadlines. You know, if you tell me something is due in an hour, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to get it done, and so that really helped. And having the book coach and really um, always coming back to the purpose of writing the book. So yes, I do want more people to discover the podcast and learn. But I thought to myself, my goal right now is to write something that will last, you know, beyond me and have an impact bigger than bigger than I could imagine. And am I staying true to that in the writing process, even if I'm scared? And I and I felt like I did. And so I would let that guide me when I, I felt <laughs> nervous about writing or sitting down or felt felt that unease that comes along with writing a book. Yeah, the unease, the in-between. I can be in-between. I can. So it took me a couple of stabs to get my first chapter done. So far, I haven't hired a book coach because I'm not opposed to it. And I think I might need like a first reader. When you say book coach, do you mean, so you had a proposal coach. You're the one who taught me that there were things like a proposal coach, you know? So, But you had a coach also helping you through the writing process, which I know a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many ways you can work with um, people to help you. And so, yes, I had someone help me with my proposal, which was amazing. And then when it came to doing the book now, now that I actually know more, knowing what I know now, I would have actually hired her in a different way. Uh, So she was a book coach slash developmental editor. So she helped me um, when we came back with how do we set the book up? Like, how do we get all these thoughts and ideas and frameworks and tackle this very audacious goal of trying to lay out people's path to financial independence and put it in a book that makes sense. So she helped me figure out like, all right, you know, what if we broke the book down in these sections or this part or what chapters should we use? And then she did some line editing and helped out a lot in that sense. But I knew that I wanted to write it myself. So I didn't want to have a ghostwriter or someone to write it for me, but I knew I'd I'd need additional help for um, grammatical and line editing. But I actually would have hired her to do more line editing and grammatical things because while my publisher did that, I felt like she was so good at capturing like every single thing. And now that I know what I need going forward, if I write another book, I I can confidently hire her in this way to say, okay, this is what I actually need. This is how we're going to work together. 
I'm gonna need her details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you find her? It's so she's amazing. Like, no. I, Where do people well, exist? I found her through my um, agents, who we have the same agents, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I did ask them, so maybe they'll give me the same. Maybe, and I don't remember the name that they gave me because well, sometimes, you know, as a mom, I just be firing texts off, and I'm like, I'll get. They're gonna send me an answer. I'll look at it when I need it next time. And <laughs> and I did want a woman. I wanted um uh you know preferably one one woman of color, preferably a black woman. And I thought that you know when they had her as a contact, I was like, yeah, she, I, let's go. And then she was just, I mean, she went above and beyond because again, I hired her in a certain capacity, but I needed her for more. And she she just went above and beyond, and she still does. Like she helped me figure out some of the details for the book cover. <laughs> because she worked in the publishing side. Really? So that's, yeah, like, stunning. And Can just for a minute, yeah. just sit with that juice. <laughs> I keep juicy, juicy, juicy Jamila cover. Yes. Like I said, I just want to take a bite. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's so weird. It's gorgeous. The orange. And this is why I am wearing the one orange shirt that was in my closet. Um, I would, I was going to go for the yellow hoodie, but husband said I look like a taxi cab and I just can't unhear it. So I can't put it on. But here you go. Well, you know, so with her, um, and thank you for that. I just think in general, when I, I think this can go just beyond the book writing process, because I did this with the podcast also, is that when I got interested in something, I talk about this in the book, when you get interested in something and you see someone doing something. So I saw someone, one of our peers get a book deal and she shared that, you know, she had this person help her with the proposal. She shared who her agents were. Like she shared, and I asked, I asked her directly, like, how, what did you do? And I'm one of those people I click on hyperlinks. I talk about it in the book that something is of interest to you. Click on the hyperlink like you would on a page that you're reading online and it takes you deeper and deeper. And sometimes hyperlinks take you to pots of gold and changes your life. And sometimes they're nothing. And for me, it was about, I want to write a great book. I want to put myself in a position to get the best deal. What are the things I need to do to do that? And who can I talk to who have done those things and what were the resources they use? And can I do that? And that's kind of like how I went about like who I hired or what I invested in to help me get to this point. That's so, so smart. And that's why I love podcasting in general. And my background as a journalist is because it's all about that double click. And I just like, I don't like it when I don't feel like I get something from one page. I got to go to the next page. And like everyone who knows me really deeply and personally is like, stop asking me questions. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I just want to, I need to understand every single angle. Okay. But that's so wise and smart because it, you assume like correctly that no one's doing it alone. And that is the great gift, I feel like, of seeing how the sausage is made when it comes to, I mean, you could put anything in that category, not just publishing a book, but launching a business, even, you know, going on your journey toward financial independence. It's a lot to do it alone. It's too much. And then if you want to like have a social life, eat well, work out, do your 30 minute runs like you do. Be a woman, be a wife, be a sister friend. Like, oh my gosh. So to get that help is such a great, um, such a great, uh, you know, just a great thought to have. And it's and it's liberating in and of itself. But then to execute it and find the exact help that you need from the right places. Um, yeah, I love that you said that. Okay, so break down the book for me because I don't have a copy yet. I don't know what happened. Do you not have my address or I'm well, not sure. Apparently Barnes and Noble and random places has it, but my Amazon has not come yet. 
Uh, I don't know. Well, so you're, you're coming to the party. Give me a preview. Remember, you're coming to the party, so you get a signed <laughs> book uh, then also. But, I'm so excited for the party. Yeah, so thinking through what I wanted and how I want... This is a very ambitious book to write because I wanted to really map out and share how someone who... Either if you knew about the concept of financial independence, which is this ability to live off of just your investments and not have to actively work, for someone just new, hearing about it for the first time, or who has an idea of what it is, how would I explain to them um, how this works and how they can apply it to their life and start their journey? And so I ended up breaking out the book in four parts. So the part one is about the what, why, and how financial independence. And it breaks out like what it is, why you need to pursue it, and then breaks out the journey or stages that you need to go through to reach financial independence. And so it it's really like sets the stage um, for your journey. Part two now, I think, is you know one of my favorite parts because these are literally the things I did when I started my journey to get me to where I am today. So part two is about how do you map out your journey, your, your enjoyable journey? What does it look like? What is your starting point? What is your end point? How do you go from being in debt and think about how long you want it to take you to have investments or to get to the different stages that I talk about in the book? And so it lets you map out and sit down and figure out how to apply these concepts to your life. And so again, part one and two are all conceptual. You know, there's not a lot of doing, you know, there's a lot of learning, being, um, setting the stage for your journey. And then part three is about executing like the plan that you just set in part two. So, you know, you want to reach financial independence. And don't skip to part three. That would be so me. Let right. me skip to the how to. I have a feeling you're going to be much better prepared for the part three that if you start and right. ease into it. Yeah. Well, and plus, mm-hmm. you know, I talk about you bought a book, not a blog post. Okay. Read the book. Right. <laughs> it's so here's okay, okay. I'm gonna go through and, and how people it's gonna be best for people to use the book to help them. So part three is about executing okay, the things us. you you want to do in part two. So you said you want to reach financial independence or get out of out of debt in five years, 10 years, 15 years. What are the things that you actually need to do that will help you do that? What are the actionable things like increasing your income, optimizing expenses, working on your mindset and habits, paying down liabilities, increasing assets, all these things and legitimate, just actionable items that you can do. And then part four is about enjoying the journey because this is a long journey (laughs) to financial independence. And how do you make it so that you are achieving freedom on your way and happiness, that you're not waiting for this far off goal? And so what will happen is like it happened for me is when I first started my financial independence journey, I had mapped it out. So I did my part one and two. Part one for me was learning about it uh, through podcasts and reading blogs on my commute to work. And then I discovered, okay, how am I going to apply that to my life? Like I want to reach financial independence by 40 years old is what I said seven years ago. And what do I need to do to make that happen? How long it will take? How much do I need to invest or pay down debt to do this thing? Then I started my journey. And I realized some of the things that I did, like you mentioned in my intro, saving and investing $169,000 in two years was amazing, but not sustainable for my journey. And so some of the things I initially thought I would do, like work full time to help me reach my goal and still commute, grow, growing my family and have my business on the side, I thought I would do that for the next seven years. And as I started to do it, I was like, oh no, this is not sustainable. So I need to actually make a decision here to quit my job. But doing that would change my journey. And so I had to go back to like the part two and map out what does this new journey look like? How do I create or adjust a plan that works for the current stage of life I'm in? So the way I want people to interact with the book is, yes, read it through one time 
and actually do the things within the book. But as you start your journey, you may need to come back, right, to part two as you start executing to say, you know what, that feels great, but I don't want to be as aggressive. You know, I don't need to reach it financial independence in five years and be so aggressive because I actually am working on finding more enjoyable work or paying down debt. And so if it takes me a little longer because, you know, I'm in the stage of my life of growing a family or taking a risk, that's fine. Let's go back to two part two of the book and map out this new plan. And that's what I did. And so I really tried to make it where you can come back and recalibrate and use it as a reference point. Um, even, after you've read it through to help you and to continue to help you on your journey. Okay, BA fam, we're going to be right back with more of our conversation with Jamila Souffrant. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Hey, hey, BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. 
And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you-know-what I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. And we're back. Well, first of all, I love that you're acknowledging that it's not like you're, it's not like you're saying retire by 40, you know, and here's what you got to do. Cause almost the, it's almost like it's, it's turning the idea of retirement on its head and saying, instead of working really hard to enjoy the few years you have left after you stop working, start building a life financially, but also personally, where you can enjoy what you have going on now, while you're also building to sustain it, you know, for the future. So like in in, in our audience, like they've heard about FI, financial independence, they've heard about FIRE, financial independence, retire early. Is this your take on it, essentially? And how what's the reception been from the FIRE fanatics, if there has been any at all? Um, and how do you think your approach is different? Yeah, you know, it's so interesting about um, FIRE, the FIRE community and movement. I feel like when I first started, it wasn't as on the surface diverse um, in terms of voices and people. But now I think it's totally different. I think there are a lot of great voices, blogs or podcasts or people from different backgrounds who are talking about reaching it in a way that feels good to them. And so whether that is they're not living super frugally, they want to spend a lot of money. And so but they are investing in and earning money accordingly to that goal. Like so I think the community itself has broadened and is awesome. I feel like it is my take on financial independence um, because, you know, going through it myself and the journey and making really great strides with my finances, doing it what I thought was a traditional fire way, which was being aggressive with investing and saving, which you do need to uh, be more aggressive than the average person dealing with their money if you want to reach this audacious goal. But I definitely focus more on enjoying the journey and 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 adjusting as you go. And then coming from my perspective as a black woman, as an immigrant, as a mom and wife living in New York City, I just I feel like that perspective I didn't see when I first came in and that I'm now highlighting and showing like the diversity of this journey and what it can look like depending on your starting point. And I think ultimately what I've been able to do, you know, I always like to say when I wrote my proposal or when I got my proposal, we worked on it together. Um, with the person I hired and we sent it out and I got the agents and they sent it out that I had 11, I think I had a meetings with 11 or 12 publishers, 11 of them wanted the book. So it went to auction, meaning like they, damn, (laughs) (laughs) damn, but I had these meetings with the publishers and, you know, they've seen a lot of not pub. Yeah. When they were interested in buying the book. So we had these kind of meetings to see if we like each other, like to learn more about me. I learned more about them. And you know, they see a lot of proposals. They see a lot of books. And, you know, Mandy, we are in the money space. There's but so ways you can talk about how to budget <laughs> and investing. It's literally, it's just, it's, you can Google like all these things and find it. 
I think what people appreciated, the publishers appreciated, and I think what I brought still to the book and stayed true to is this fresh approach on making it attainable, achievable, enjoyable, and just reframing like certain concepts that maybe people have not thought about before. Like, okay, we talk about financial independence. And yeah, so many people don't think it's possible because depending on where they're starting from, I can see why. And so let's break out what the journey looks like into five stages that anyone can identify where they are. Or there's a cool concept that I created called the guac levels, guac lifestyle levels. So depending on what you like um, and how fancy you want to be is going to determine the type of money you're going to need to invest or save to get to financial independence. And none of those choices are wrong. Your journey or stage is never going to be wrong. What you choose to live for your lifestyle is not wrong. It's your choice. But breaking it out into these ways that people, um, you know, I will hope find refreshing is my take on what it takes to bring more people within to the space and to believe that they can achieve financial independence. Wow. 11 publishers. Sorry, I'm still stuck on that. That's not a thing that happens. It didn't happen with my book. <laughs> you know, couple, few, but not 11. Um, no, that's fantastic. And I mean, the bidding war, you know, I'm a negotiation gal. So the bidding, the, the negotiations must have been real fun for Steve and Jan, <laughs> our, our agents. Um, I feel like when I look at the book, I was just thinking about this because I, I, the books that have come out are coming out now. It's like I'm getting to see the fruits of trees that were planted, you know, two, three, four years ago, starting, of course, with Tiffany's. But then the wave that's come since, you know, I think about the cover for your book and I think about the cover for Vivian too, um, your rich BFF. She's going to be on the show later this month or in January sometime. And I think about the cover for Janice Torres, um, Yo Quiero Dinero. Her book is like popping bright pink and, you know, Tiffany's got that green. Then there was Financial Femin Feminist with like the sort of like punk rock sort of look. And I'm just, I'm like the shelves at the bookstores could never, you know, like the shelves of five years ago could never, there's going to be a whole section and it's going to be like, I will tell my children, these were the Barbies. This is the Barbie dolls that you can collect because it's just not to trivialize it, but it's just, it's stunning how we kind of go from a time when there's so few and now you're looking at the shelves and it's still not enough, mind you, but it's like, okay, something has changed. There's a shift in that. There's an acceptance there. And I'm so excited that you're one of those voices. Um, it's so, so needed. Okay. I want to ask you kind of a personal question. After you receive that. Yes, I'm receiving it. I know it's hard to receive. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. Easy to give, hard to receive. As I was writing the first chapter of my book, you know, I took two stabs at it. Excuse me. And I was really surprised what an emotional, like personal journey I went on. I do talk a lot about my personal life, um, you know, as a coach and through the podcast, which is true. But when it comes to really unpacking my journey from like the the mindset phase, you know, the, the impact my childhood and young adolescence really had on my approach, it kind of like, it just knocked me down. I was, I wasn't expecting the emotional side of it. And to, even to, sh to share some anecdotes that I ended up putting in the first chapter. So I wanted to ask you, because I know you talk about your Jamaican heritage and your relationship with your mom and the sacrifices that she had to make. Was there anything that you were almost hesitant or surprised, you know, ended up in your story in the book? 
Yeah, you know, I think I always knew I wanted to lead with my mom um, and make sure I gave her homage because everything that I am and that you see is because of like who she was and what she sacrificed. So, you know, she had me at pretty young at 20 years old and immigrated here from Jamaica to the States, had to leave me behind to help establish herself. And so sharing that in the book, and I remember I went, there was a point where I went to Atlanta um, to write like for a week because I was like, I have deadlines I need to meet. And my mom was there. So my mom um, and I hung out in Atlanta and she was telling me more of her story, like where she like, like how she was raised. And I knew some of this, I knew this, but we really just, I wanted to learn more because I knew I was going to be bringing some of that into the book. And I, you know, there were just some parts where I'm just like, how blessed am I to have a mom like that, who, even though she was not given the opportunities to express herself or she didn't get the kind of love and support that she needed as a child that she like turned around and like gave that to me, you know, like, you know, some people repeat the cycle and some people break it. And my mom smashed it. Like she, she's like, we're not doing that. And she did every, and to do that at such a young age. So all that, I wanted to make sure it came through in the book because I also knew that, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm privileged. Um, and it's not a bad thing. You know, I I don't, when people like get all offended when you, you know, you say that, you know, have privilege or you had help. I just feel like it's supposed to be that way. Like our kids will have help, you know, like (laughs) they will be the product and have a bit more privilege than we did. And isn't that the point? As long as they're not, you know, entitled, you know, a-holes, right? We don't want that. But isn't that the point? And so Mm -hmm. I know that some people, if they see my story and see what I'm doing now, they probably look at it and they're like, oh, whatever. Like easy for you to say because you had all these things, which you worked hard for. But again, there's some privilege in that, you know, being able to, be here or be raised here versus some of my siblings who were in, stayed in Jamaica. And so sharing mm-hmm. my mom's story and making sure like it started with her and what she had to do um, in order to produce me, I think was important to share and um, made it into the book. And of course there were just some parts where, you know, I wanted to be careful about who I included or how I included them because, you know, while it does impact me, yeah. it's just not, I also don't want to step on or, um, you know, share things that don't need to be shared if it I can still accomplish the story and the mission of the story. So I just feel like, yeah, there were a bit of that. And I bet you it's so funny, even though I wrote it and I read the audiobook, <laughs> I bet you if I read yeah. it again and through and through, I'd probably remember like, oh yeah, I put that in. <laughs> I'd probably forget that I put certain <laughs> things in. <laughs> yeah. Oy, I know. And it's like, okay, if I have to, if I'm putting something in, I'm like, I might need to run this by them. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I'm waiting till the very bitter end when I know it's maybe going to get published. Um, well, that's that's amazing. Has your mom read it yet? She has a copy. I don't think she's read it. She okay. might have read, you know, the dedication and she acknowledgement. She- I don't know. She knows that I would be very careful, um, you know, so like when I talk, you know, I'm, I'm talking more about her and like, you know, me because it was just the two of us um, for a very long time mm. versus like bringing other people into it. Um, it you know, I feel like if I were to write another book or um, have be more personal, like that would be <laughs> where I'd have to like run things by people and be like, all mm-hmm. right, about to share this. Yeah, I only scratched the surface in the first book. I got to dig deep now. We got to get some skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got to get some skeletons out the closet. Okay, so people are going to get this book. And I mean, it's a perfect time around the holidays. I can see why your publisher was like, let's push it into December. <laughs> but what's the first thing you hope someone does when they close it? 
Oh my gosh. The first thing I hope someone does after they read it or even read just a portion of it is to have this incredible sense that it's possible for them. Like I want whatever dreams yeah. that they had that they thought like, oh, you know, like that's not something I should be pursuing or that's silly or I can't do that. Like I want them to look at this and read this and say, wait a second now. <laughs> like maybe yeah. this can be done. And I mean, that's the whole goal. Like for me, I know financial independence is a very audacious goal. I know some people roll their eyes at herring fire. Like, okay, really? Like mm. I have this much debt. I'm so maybe I'm so, I'm so much older. I, I started late, all these things and I get it. But what you'll be able to accomplish with your life, even if you don't reach complete financial independence in the time frame that you've set out for yourself, just like me, I, I, mm-hmm. I said I was going to reach it at 40 years old. I would never have to work ever again. You know, I'd be done. And I'm, you know, at that age now. <laughs> so I feel so <laughs> yes. weird saying it. I can't even say it sometimes. Fabulous and 40. I know. Right. Well, it's okay because you got the melon and you look 25. Right, mm-hmm. right. That part. So, but what's amazing is what I've been able to do with my life, like accomplishing, having freedom, the opportunities, doing these things in my life where I literally am living that life, financially independent life. Now, of course, I'm not like spending in ways that I, I probably would spend or I still do have to show up and work here and there, but I have much more Mm -hmm. freedom than I thought I could ever have starting this journey seven years ago. And I'm not completely financially independent. So I just feel like I want someone when they read this book and yes, I'm like dangling this audacious goal in front of you. And I want you to attempt to do it because I know in the Mm -hmm. attempt that you will blow your mind about how your life can change. Um, And that's what I want people to understand about what can happen for them if they start this journey. It's just, it's not about the number. It's not about, you know, getting X amount in your investment account. It's about who you become on the journey and path. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want to shout from the mountaintops because I, I it happened in my life and it happened in so many other people's lives that either I interviewed or I, or I say in the book, I profile in the book and I'm just like, listen, you don't understand how life is waiting for you. Like it's possible. You just got to <laughs> attempt to do it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when I launched my business, it was it was exciting and invigorating and, and all of that. And some days I get, re- I get really beat down by the, some of the burdens of b- being a business owner. You know, for example, my, my husband has a traditional nine to five, but he has like a boss. So when his boss is like, show up, he just shows up. And I'm like, you just do what they say. You just have to go, which means I am like a business owner, but also sort of like a ma- a stay at home mom at the same time. And I'm just like, this is too hard. How can I be both and all that? Well, first I look to people like you and I'm like, hire help. I think about how you got someone to cook meals for you. Is she still cooking? Or you no, got someone we, to cook we, for you uh, did, we don't do that right now, but we might need to start again because <laughs> we'd be struggling. Mm. <laughs> the way that I sent Panera to my son's school today, he's four. <laughs> I door dashed him his lunch because I was trapped. I was nap trapped at home with the baby and the lunch just didn't make it into his backpack this morning. And I was like, mm, I can't. Mm, I'm going to just have to spend this $20 right here to get him some mac and cheese. And it was done. You know what I mean? Old me would have been like, I can do this. Put the baby in the car. Oh, he's crying. Give him a bottle. He'll be fine. He can nap later. You know, stress, stress, stress. Make the sandwich and, you know, unnecessary. Where was I going with this? I just feel like it's mom brain. Yeah. I just think that there's so many, but on the positive side, when I thought about work, my work day today, I was like, I know I have the podcast with you in the middle of the day. Um, I get 
to stay home a few hours. I get to take a nap later if I need to. You know, I get to have this conversation with you and no one is sort of jerking me in any direction. You're on the show because I wanted you to be here. No one's forcing that. And there is, and you know, and I'm not financially free in the sense that I never have to, you know, ever work again. Um, and, you know, I'm on my own journey, but the journey feels good. And I love, and I keep looking at your book title. I'm like, it's the journey to financial freedom. I almost feel like they should have made that word the biggest one. Um, but it's the journey. And it's like, what are, how, how is your journey going to go? And are you going to look back on it and think, oh, hell yeah, we had some good times. And look, we're here now. Or are you going to look back and be like, oh. I remember nothing. It was such a slog. It was, it was bitter. It was a fight, you know, and I, I love that you're sort of making it something that can be positive, something that can be as bright and glowing and gorgeous as that, the cover yeah, of your it, book. I mean, it, it's meant to be enjoyable. So I think life, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many things happening in this world and so many reasons why we sh can just say, you know what, what's the point? And when I think like that, you know, I just have to be reminded and, and center myself back to like, there's a reason why I woke up this morning. Like, what am I doing this for? You know, and yeah. I ultimately, yes, money is a tool and we need to understand how to use it to our own benefit. But it's, you know, it really is just a tool. It's made up, you know, like literally they print it <laughs> when they want to. Um, wow. <laughs> right. And I think just understanding that and being your biggest asset. So I know we talk a lot in the finance world about like investing in assets and all these things externally. And I really think, so the big part of the book too is, yes, I'm asking you to do these external things and to to do things, but it's really about being. It's about like your mindset and habits and who you are despite the numbers, despite being in debt, despite not understanding something and still figuring it out, despite being nervous to go ask for that raise or to put your hand up, you know, in a meeting or to stand up for yourself, despite, even if you don't do it right away, maybe it takes you five meetings to raise that hand. It's just, who are you in that process? And recognizing like the smallest, you know, even, you know, even just raising your hand a little bit, like that's when, cause you didn't do that before. Um, and so like, for me, it is about the journey and like reveling in that and like enjoying it and making it uniquely your own. So everyone's starting point is different. Everyone's going to have different privileges or assets that they can use to help them or, you know, um, whatever. And so I just think understanding that and wanting to relay that to people and say, like, listen, it's it's going to take some work, but it doesn't have to be miserable. And you'll have so much more happiness once you do focus on the internal journey as well as the out one, outward one that it's going to be well worth it once you start. Were there ever times on the journey where you questioned, like, is this working? Am I going to, is this going to happen? Can you talk about any of those moments and what sort of kept you going? Well, <laughs> of course, yes. Um, and in all aspects of my life, whether it was my entrepreneurship journey, and they all intertwine, right? Like they're all kind of intertwined together, these roads that we're on and paths, like my, my motherhood journey, you know, my financial journey, like all these things were, you know, I remember when I quit my job and at the time Journey Challenge wasn't making anything there um, of what my job was making, but I just had this desire 
that you know this was this was what was next for me. You had that hell commute, three yeah. hours. I think yeah, yeah, it was that. like one and a half hours one way Ooh. on a good day, you know. And so I was just like, this is not yeah. gonna happen. Like I can't. And so, but there were times when you know I wasn't making money or we were pulling from our savings account to help pay for our expenses because I didn't have my income anymore. Where I thought, like, what did I just mm-hmm. do? And that's when, you know, after uh, some of those feelings, I'd go back to the plan I created and I reassured myself that, okay, worst case scenario, what is going to happen? You'll be okay. Um, I always like to tell people, look back. Uh, So when I get those feelings, whether it was like, why did I like, you know, is this going to work? Even writing the book, I'm just like, even though things were going so well, I have to like remind myself and I tell people to remind yourself like of all, like it took to get you here. (laughs) <laughs> like there are mm-hmm. a lot of things that went right. I know some things are have, are going wrong, but there are a lot of things that yeah. went right to get you here, listening to this, our voices, um, to put you in the position you are today. And that's kind of what I always go back to is like, look at like, you're doubting yourself in writing this book, but look what got you here. Look how many people were interested in this book. There's a reason for that. And so I just, I, I try to center back into so much amazing things have happened. Who's like, why would it stop? Right. As long as I continue to have the mm-hmm. faith and I'm living what I hope is a good life and being a good person like that, all that will continue. Yeah. It's that it's, I think I wrote about that or post about this recently too. It's like, what would you five years ago be amazed that you're doing right now? I mean, I bet five years ago, you'd be like, I kind of want to write a book and dang girl on the GMA jumbotron and your book on shelves, congratulations. And thank you so, so much for sharing a bit of your journey with the BA fam and for being a returning guest. This is your second or third time. I don't know. I don't know. You can come back anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the show. All right, y'all go grab your copy and buy some for your family, your friends, anyone to put in that stocking. Get an extra big stocking this year, okay? Just shove it on in there. The Mandy. book again is called oh, Your... What's ahead. that? No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say the website. (laughs) I'm going to get there. Don't you worry. Because, you know, you can tell you've been uh, you've been uh, tutored by Tiffany when you (laughs) have the domain for your book. All right. The book is called Your Journey to Financial Freedom, a step by step guide to achieving wealth and happiness. And it's out right now. And what is the website where everyone can cop that book, Jamila? You can go to yourjourneytofinancialfreedom.com and see all the places you can buy. Awesome. And you got some freebies or some like goodies, right? Or was that for the pre-orders? No, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna keep it up until I think maybe next week. But you get a uh, free course okay. and some goodies when you order a hard copy of the book and you put your information in at yourjourneytofinancialfreedom.com. I have a starter fire course to help people get started. And oh, it's a nice. great compliment to the book, yourjourneytofinancialfreedom.com. I hope it is a huge success. No matter what happens, you did a thing, mama. You wrote a book. It's incredible. I want to be you when I grow up in two years from now. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. Be sure to go to your finance, your journey to financial freedom.com and Jamila, take care. We'll see y'all pretty soon, actually, because Jamila's sticking around for the VAQA. So go ahead and check out that episode hitting your phones or your, I was about to say radio. That's not, no one has those. <laughs> Coming to you on Friday with the VAQA, we'll be taking some of your financial freedom questions. All right. Bye. 
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.